0: Another day of Bengals training camp in the books, and Jake is in Cincinnati. We are recording from Paycor Stadium. Get, unfortunately, another injury update. Some big plays and other training camp observations.
1: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. If you don't have the little name plates underneath our name, so you can find him on Twitter at James Rapine. You can find me at Jake Lisko for those of you watching on YouTube. And for those of you just listening, now you know we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, bringing you coverage of your Cincinnati Bengals every day. You can subscribe to this show on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts. And that makes it really easy, James, for our listeners to join that first listen club. And we love our first listen club. Those of you who make us your first listen every day and those everydayers out there that don't miss an episode of the lockdown Bengals podcast, as we've got you covered throughout training camp here. And today's episode of lockdown Bengals brought to you by eBay motors, a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And eBay motors knows that's true for your vehicle as well. Let's ride with eBay motors with that guaranteed fit. It's only available to us customers eligible items only and some exclusions apply. James, let's dive into another day of training camp practice, and it was a good one. Mm -hmm. It was good to be out here to to see this one in person, I thought, and we saw quite a bit going on in the 11s and the 7-on-7s. We saw Miles Murphy aligning in some new positions, but let's get started with some wide receivers. Wide receivers made some big plays. My favorite. Your favorite. Unfortunately, one of those big plays saw Charlie Jones sustain an injury after he made or in the process of him making a really nice catch down the sideline on the left side of the field
0: yeah and concerning because we talked about Travion Williams obviously Joe Burrow in your 10 second Joe Burrow update he was in the Bengals locker room had a sleeve on his calf walking perfect again so there you go that's the the Joe Burrow update so good news there but daily occurrence at this point it's great on you know I, I, he's proven that hey I'm around never fear but Charlie Jones is someone that continued to make big plays. Jake saw it today. In one-on-ones, he's really, really good. He gets open. He he was doing it throughout the team session and did again at the end of practice. Caught a ball on the sideline down to the two-yard line from Jake Browning, and it was just a perfect catch. Toe tap one-two, diving to make the catch. Landed on his left shoulder. And I assume it's a shoulder injury. They were looking at that left arm area, and his arm was up against his body. They weren't moving it much, and after... Messing with it a little bit, kind of testing it, see what he could do and what he couldn't do, they they carted him off the field and took him back to the locker room. That was right towards the end of practice, which really stinks because, as Jake said, there were a ton of big plays from the wide receivers, including Jones. But this sucks. You want to talk about eBay guaranteed fit? Yeah. I feel like Charlie Jones was the guaranteed fit. You could see how he was going to fit with Joe Burrow in this offense when called upon. And so hopefully it's not serious. You could. And, and that's
1: certainly the hope. And he has been impressive, I think, throughout camp and is living up to a lot of what we talked about around the draft, right? Where he was going to come in and be a guy that was going to be able to give you reps, valuable reps inside right away. But this was outside, right? This wasn't even just the the slot work. This was a catch down the left sideline. And it was a pretty impressive play. And it was part of a string of plays. So outside of just Charlie Jones, who was – good in this practice and unfortunately like you said he had that injury at the end yeah jamar chase big play yeah uh t higgins a little bit limited didn't do everything in practice but when he was out there had a really nice catch on a ball behind him that logan wilson maybe picks off if it's not behind him uh that was a good play for logan wilson i thought as well good read getting underneath that but good play for t higgins there jamar had a few uh like i mentioned one deep down the sideline that i tweeted one slant as well or or in breaker and the the catch of the the day the catch of camp might be might be the catch of camp Trent and Irwin and yeah you, you talk about the contribution that you're hoping Charlie Jones will make for this team well Trent Irwin's out there with the ones a lot with T with T not out there mm-hmm. for 100 of the snaps that's Trent Irwin getting in there when T is not out there and he makes plays he does he gets opportunities and he and he turns in plays when he gets those opportunities and. In the corner of the end zone, one-handed catch for a touchdown. That was right in front of me. That was that was a really remarkable play.
0: It was uh, probably the highlight of camp, like you said. And, and to me, Irwin has been so steady and so consistent throughout camp. I, everything we said about Charlie Jones, it's Irwin. But take it to another level. And whether it's one-on-ones against some of these young corners, it's barbecue chicken with Irwin because he just he did it to camp Taylor Britt last year too. I remember, and he's just such a good route runner. He's crafty. He's strong. And uh, he just – he makes big plays. And uh, and so that's good. Hopefully he can continue to build that confidence. And I think the beauty of this wide receiver room is they're so reliant on receiver. That's great. I, I love their offense. It's pass first. The beauty is, is you're going to need five guys that you believe in or six guys. Andre Yosevich had a few nice catches, had the yeah. touchdown catch as well. It's more inconsistent with him. Yeah. He's not on Jones or Irwin's level. So I don't want to paint that same picture. He's had an up-and-down camp. But you see the flashes, mm-hmm. like the talent aspect of it where it's like, OK, I get why the Bengals picked him in the sixth round. I get why he was visiting for multiple days during a pre-draft. And and they took a chance on him because you can see the flashes in the upside. And obviously, he works really, really hard. That's what we've heard from everybody around him. So it was uh, it was a big play day for the wide receivers. And it was a fun day. Unfortunately, it was capped off by the Jones injury. But overall, I like what I've seen from these receivers, by the way without Joe Burrow. I know yeah. you know that, but like Trevor Simeon, spoiler, it is not the same catch and pass from Trevor Simeon and Jake Browning as it is Joe Burrow.
1: And it was Trevor Simeon today. With for, the one for, with the yeah, first team. He's yes. back with the ones today. And we expect tomorrow, that's what Zach Taylor said a, a few days ago at this point. Mm-hmm. And on the subject of Yosebos, just to ex- expand on that a little bit and the inconsistency. We're seeing him win outside. Mm-hmm. The the two big catches that I can think of from today, one of them you had to remind me of out on the field.
0: Reed Sinet. Boom, yeah. deep
1: ball, and I actually went back and looked. I actually was recording on that play, but I was focused on the offensive line, mm. and I was like, "Oh yeah, that that's that play." But anyway, uh on on the two deep balls that he did catch, they're they're outside working the sideline, and in one on ones where he's having issues at times with press. And I think there's a clip of him going against Cam Taylor-Britt getting jammed out of his life, mm. and then Cam Taylor-Britt gets a pass breakup. You can see where you know he's working inside. He has trouble with the release against press. And these are the, the intricacies that he's probably still working through, right? And you've seen some development in other parts of his game in terms of route running. You've seen the raw athleticism show up. And it's just a consistency, like you said, James, that, that needs to be the complete package. Because I think we have the top five at mm. wide receiver. Yes. And, and that's been mostly clear. And we'll see what's going on with Charlie Jones, right? That's going to be a factor. Is, is what's going to be the outcome of that Charlie Jones injury. But if, if he does get back and he gets healthy and it's not a serious injury, then Yoshi put on a show. But then even Stanley Morgan, from what I recall, had a big play today, got behind DJ, uh, DJ Turner Turner, the We second. talked about it Stanley on, on the yeah.
0: I I have video of that as well. Yeah, Stanley Morgan Jr. beat DJ Turner deep. And obviously we've talked a lot about Turner and what he's brought. You mentioned Cam Taylor Britt. Yeah. That's – certainly something we need to spend some time on and what he's meant to this defense we did see a little bit of tackling so there's a lot of observations to get to today yeah and so let's get to more of those including the number one battle of today's practice jake doesn't know what it is totally threw him off we will get to that coming up next today's show is brought to you by underdog fantasy august is here and you know what that means it's the official start of fantasy football drafting month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out our best ball on underdog fantasy. All you have to do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every week, and you can try it out with underdogs best ball mania tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even bigger with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs. Including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. You better believe I'm entering this contest and I'm coming for the $3 million. You can too by visiting underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code locked on to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. All you have to do again, underdog fantasy promo code locked on to get that first deposit doubled. Underdog fantasy.
1: What's the the battle of camp that i don't know about what what surprise are you springing on me here The what are we battle of
0: camp is jake lisko versus the sun i've never seen someone so worried so worried about sunscreen he, he's staying at my place and he's like hey you got some sunscreen you got some sunscreen for me and i'm like yeah i couldn't find it he's clearly concerned about the sunscreen and then he does put sunscreen on in the car and guess what happens the moment he sees sunscreen at practice, he's like, oh, I'm going to have to get me some of that. I didn't. <laughs> I'm going to have to get me some. But the first thing you thought of, I have to get me some Look, give
1: the Bengals <laughs> credit here, James. They took those COVID-based hand sanitizer dispensers and repurposed them for sunscreen for
0: camp. No, it's awesome because it helps so many kids. I'm not saying it's not great. Sunscreen is great for everybody, James. It, Protect your skin. Okay, it's just hilarious that he's like. Man, hey, I thought we were going to talk hey about man, football. You got you got that sunscreen, so it's the battle: sun versus Jake. The sun always wins. The sun won always. I feel good right now, though. I think yeah, I made out okay. You took a bath in sunscreen. In I, I put some on my ears and my neck and my legs, and that's it. You you know what? You the sunscreen you put enough sunscreen on, it, it was covering you like Cam Taylor Britt was covering these wide receivers in one-on-ones. He did he get beat in a one-on-one? And he, he didn't go against Chase or T, or Tyler. So, but I don't think he got beaten any of the one on ones.
1: He got beat at another point in practice, but it may not have. It must have been seven on seven or eleven on eleven.
0: Like he jammed Andre Yosovash to oblivion. Yeah, that was a
1: really good rep. He he,
0: who else did he face? Did he go against Jones? I think he went against Jones, and it was a contested play. But either way.
1: That he He wasn't participating at that point, so he he
0: went up against multiple receivers and didn't give up a play. What was it? Was able to make a play on the ball. Who was it? Oh, I think it was Cedric Jackson. I think that's who it was. Mm -hmm. I think it was 12. Um, but the point is, is Cam Taylor Britt has evolved and developed a lot because last year in one on ones, he was kind of getting spun around and and it was looking a bit rough because it's tough being one on one as a corner, you're already at a disadvantage, and so Cam Taylor Britt more love for him. Because he, in praise for him because he deserves it. The other play that stood out to me, he came up in, during the team drill mm-hmm. when they were tackling and tackled Chris Evans in the hole. Did you see that or in the backfield before he got to the hole?
1: I don't think I saw that one.
0: So nice play there by Cam Taylor Britt to come up and tackle 25. And both Evans and uh, Chase Brown got some reps with the ones today with Travion Williams out.
1: Cam Taylor Britt was also playing on the right side, I noticed, quite a bit more, which these are these are the bits of minutia that are really interesting to me is is where these guys are aligning. And from an alignment perspective, we saw DJ Turner with the ones on the left side and Cam Taylor Britt switch over to the right side. Cam had been playing on the left side quite a bit. And we did also see Sidney Jones working with the ones. It's not like DJ Turner is totally overtaken.
0: No, he uh, he just, I think they're just they're, there's working a rotation. Him in. Yeah, yeah,
1: there's yeah. a rotation there for sure. But there's one play in particular in 11 on 11s where I think it was, it was a third down play and... DJ Turner jammed Jamar Chase into the sideline and Jamar essentially had to give up on the play. And and you don't Ooh. see that very often. And, and maybe he just knew the ball wasn't coming his way. Yeah. That's what I, totally I was gonna possible. say.
0: DJ Turner jamming Jamar sounds. I
1: mean he he pre- he, he used the sideline, squeezed into the sideline. I, I thought it was a pretty impressive so play. So you're saying
0: DJ Turner's the son and you're Jamar Chase. I'm
1: saying I thought it was a nice play for DJ Turner.
0: And he also here here's the beauty of camp is you have that and then you also get beat by Stanley deep. Right. Like that—that's part of it. Perfect. No, yeah. a- any any play like that's yosavash gets jammed into oblivion and then has a really nice touchdown later. Like there's ups and downs of every practice, yeah. and so it's fun because we get to cover it a bit differently now because you're, you're you're seeing some you know everything in person. Um, I mentioned the running backs and Chase. One, Brand- one
1: more note on the corners.
0: Go- I, just, I was I actually it was going to be a secondary note. Okay. So go ahead.
1: I was I was just trying to say on the topic of Corners and Sydney Sydney Jones yeah, we talked ahead. about because he did get beat deep by Jamar Chase. Yeah. Uh in that 11 on 11. I think it was situational drill. I think it was like a third down. He's the first
0: corner to get beat by Jamar deep.
1: First ever. And and on that particular play there there's a few things interesting about it. Uh, it's it's uh a drop eight. So mm-hmm. Joseph Oside drops out on that one, and you end up with a three-man rush, and it's that Mahomes coverage. Jonah Williams is on. A, yeah, you got to get out the Mahomes coverage for Trevor Simeon, and you got uh, Jonah Williams on an island against Sam Hubbard, and holds up great. Really good rep for Jonah. You end up with B.J. Hill one-on-one on our Orlando Brown on the other side. Orlando Brown holds up great. So you got the two tackles. They, right. they don't need help islands, and, and you got they were on islands on that play, and then Ted Harris is one-on-one. With with DJ Reader while the guards are checking, like, do I need to do anything else? They don't need to do anything else. DJ Reader ends up on the ground because he got sandwiched by three men. He got he, he he got hit on both sides from those guards with a little bit of a uh, a little bit of extra love. And on that play, it was it was actually like not bad position for Sidney Jones. He was pretty close to making a play, but it was it was a really good ball. Mm-hmm. So so credit the quarterback there too. And then later in practice, Sidney Jones gets his revenge and bats a ball away in the corner a, a ball thrown to the back pylon essentially for jamar chase in the red zone falls incomplete and uh it's the ups and downs of camp right we, yeah. we had somebody that somebody concerned about sydney jones today but it's not all bad there, there's good and bad and when you're going against guys like jamar chase it's tough to be 100 percent good yeah not they, impossible
0: they have it's a really good secondary you know i, I know we've haven't talked a lot about back or the safeties, but I think we should go there next since we were talking about the corners. And sure. Dax had a really nice play where he tripped up Chase Brown. And Brown had a head of steam. And, and Dax came downhill from that, that safety spot and was able to make a play and get Brown to the ground. And uh, those are the type of plays you want to see him make. Those are the type of plays early in Jesse Bates' career that he didn't always make. And the, the tackling became an issue That in a point of discussion, remember? That was such a, mm-hmm. a point for Jesse. So Dax... I think they're going to move him around a bit at safety. and take advantage of his versatility and, and, and we're not going to necessarily necessarily see him just stick to one role, but uh, that was a nice rep for sure. Yeah. I know you have more to add on Dax or battle. Battle didn't you know. practice.
1: Did he? I didn't see him out there. Oh. He, he was out on the field. I did not see him. He wasn't in with the twos or the threes. I don't think I saw him on he, the sideline. He got reps there. with the
0: ones today. Did he? Yeah, just a series, but he got reps with the ones that I wonder, eight, two I wonder seven. if he tweaked something because he yeah. was
1: in the, in the last 11 on 11 period. He was on the sideline.
0: Gotcha. So their first 11 on 11 period, he came in for Nick Scott at one point and it was just for a few plays. But we'll see. I think but Tyson Anderson also got a snap for Nick Scott
1: in the late 11 on 11. And
0: period. all that could mean is that they're giving Nick Scott a breather because it was a really hot day. And, and that's the other thing. Coming back in from the locker room, I don't even know if I mentioned this to you. The guys were like drained, drained. I think, I think, I don't, to me, it wasn't the hottest practice of camp, but I, I also wasn't running around like the first couple and I'm kind of acclimated to it now. I don't know if you ever get acclimated to it when it's 90 degrees, sun's beating down on you and you're going as hard as they did. And it was humid. Yeah. It was was sticky. beef.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other notes on Dax Hill today was working in special teams on the return team. And I might be reading too much into this. I think I mentioned that to you on the sideline, or maybe I was talking to one sure. of the beat guys, but um, not to say that he's going to be on the first team in punt return, like as a vice guy or on the end, end of the line rushing uh, in in punt block situations. But he was out there with what I believe was the first team in punt returns because I saw – 59 and 51, Marcus Bailey and Akeem Davis-Gaither. I got those numbers backwards, but you get the idea. I think those guys would be with the first team in punt return. Mm-hmm. And Dax Hill was out working with those guys as well there. So that was an interesting note. He can, can, you, can your starting safety play that much special team? I
0: would be surprised. But yeah. I, I also get wanting to get him reps in case it needs to happen in a game. Yeah. And you're,
1: that's, I feel like, what you're doing. Probably. Though, you're, you're just rotating a bunch of guys in just so they have a few reps – so, so they know what their job would be at that point.
0: You mentioned Jonah Williams. Yeah. Right tackle. He was with the ones. Let's get into some other observations. We've, we've done a lot of defense after doing a bunch of wide receivers. So I guess we should talk about the trenches a bit. We'll do that in other training camp observations coming up next.
1: We did talk a little bit about some trench stuff, but not much. Yeah. So the, I think what we talked about. We did talk about this, right? Miles Murphy working on the right side. We did not.
0: Okay. So so that's where we should start. This is actually something. Because we I... hit on Dax Hill, Battle for a second, and now Murphy. All people that I know you guys wanted to hear about. I don't want to manufacture stuff. And so now it gets interesting with this Miles Murphy stuff because he was – Chess piecing it up.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, our subtext subscribers actually got this, and I'm not going to spend a ton of time today talking about it, but if you're interested, you can get texts with updates from James and I. You'll get camp observations. You'll be able to correspond with us. You can find out more about that at joinsubtext.com slash on bengals, but that that's what I was thinking about. I sent this out to our subtext subscribers. So Miles Murphy was moving on the right side, playing on the right side a little bit more today. It was Cam Taylor Britt. We were also talking about switching sides. Miles Murphy working on the right side today. And we got a play. Oh, no, the the play I talked about in the trenches was not. Was it the Jamar Chase play? No, it wasn't. That wasn't the Jamar Chase deep ball. The Jamar Chase deep ball, what was actually happening up front was also very interesting because we had the first that I've seen of the NASCAR package and the NASCAR package in this case, in, in the real world, maybe it would be a little bit different. But from left to right, it was Sam Hubbard, BJ Hill. Miles Murphy inside. This mm-hmm. is noteworthy. This is this is where I was going. And Joseph Osai at right end because they're still easing Trey Hendrickson back in. I think maybe in a game situation right now that would be Osai Hendrickson on the right side, or or maybe it's Murphy in, in Murphy where or, or or maybe
0: it's Murphy Osai Hendrickson. Yeah. Yeah. But those are the four that I think it would be. I don't think Hill would be out there in the normal. He might be. NASCAR. Right? He might he be.
1: He, he's like their primary three tech that like that's a normal position. Yeah. So uh, that, that was pretty interesting. And on that play, they, they had two linebackers in the A-gaps. It was a single high look. So that's how Sidney Jones gets beat over the top is because Nick Scott has to cover ground from a post-safety spot to get all the way to the sideline. And you're one-on-one on Jamar Chase. And we saw Joe Burrow take that 10 out of 10 times. He should. You pretty, take it- pretty much every time it's offered. But the, the interesting thing there, Miles Murphy moving around to the right side, taking some snaps in that NASCAR look a little bit that, that we've talked about. And it wasn't exactly what we talked about, but it's close enough, I think. And um, it, it's good to see him starting to to get some looks at different spots because yeah. Camp Sample continuing to work on the left side was, was pretty impressive, I thought, but good to see Miles Murphy working at a few spots. Yeah,
0: I think that's what he needed and needs, and they were just bringing him along slow. You know, camp is a grind. It's a long time, and you kind of spoon feed some of these rookies. They're not all going to come in and just do it all. And some of that's by design. He may be ready to do more, and they're just trying to go as slow as they have in, in installing this. So next week when the Packers come to town, they can play him on the inside a little bit and see against live competition yeah. how that looks. So, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for Murphy because I think it's going to be the path to playing time is being able to do both of them. Yeah. And, and Hendrickson was working on the rehab field. Uh, Cheetah was out there. Doing all the individual stuff looks really good. Um, didn't do any 11s again, didn't never. do any 7s again. And I don't think he will for a while. Yeah. It, it, it just doesn't feel like that's imminent. Backup quarterback battle-wise, just some quick notes. Uh, I think, to me, Jake Browning has closed the gap on Trevor Simeon. Coming into camp, I had Simeon ahead of, of um, Browning. To me now, it's like 50-50. And we'll see. Obviously, next week with the joint practice, all the preseason games, it's going to – probably come down to the wire jake because neither guy's wowed me i think browning's thrown the ball better overall throughout camp and that's why it's close to 50 50 i also don't want to count out simeon because it is early in camp and yeah. it's a new offense for him and i know he has familiarity with brian callahan it still could take some time
1: yeah i, I thought today the offense won the day mm. i know we spent a lot of time talking about the defense but in the last 11 on 11 work the offense scored touchdowns on three straight drives, three straight all drives, all three of them. It was
0: Joe Mixon. Yeah, yarder. Mixon had
1: one. It was the Trenton Irwin play and uh, uh, Osh on, on the other in the other yep. corner. So, um, good day for the offense. I thought they moved the ball mostly pretty well. And Shedrick
0: Jackson, it was oh, four yeah, straight. It was four straight. It was, was first team too. Yeah, two from the Shedrick Jackson.
1: Two from the first team, I think, with Mixon and Irwin. Was on the, DJ the Ivy.
0: Team? They were playing a little zone. Yeah. DJ Ivy didn't get to him.
1: Yeah, so good day for the offense overall. I don't remember where I was going with that.
0: What? Offense won the day, and, and oh, we're talking about quarterbacks. We're talking yeah. about
1: quarterbacks. Okay. Yeah, so in that sense, nice to see both quarterbacks moving the ball. I, I didn't notice a huge difference from first team, second team, from a quarterbacking perspective mm-hmm. most of the time. I'm sure there were examples of it. Um, going back to trench play, Yeah. is there anything else on quarterbacks you want to hit?
0: can't wait to see Joe Burrow throw passes again. Go yeah, ahead.
1: that'll be that'll be great. Uh going back to trench stuff, I think we mentioned Jonah Williams was back with the ones again at right tackle today. Maybe we didn't mention Look it, if we didn't mention it now. We did talk about him because he had that rep against Sam yeah, Hubbard that I but, talked But about. we
0: didn't talk about it at length. I yeah. think he looked good. I thought up.
1: he I thought he had a really good day. And uh, the only thing I noticed from Jackson Carmen, which means perhaps behind, besides this one play he was fine, the one blown dead sack of the 11 on 11 period was Cam Sample beating jackson jackson Carmen, i believe on a on a move inside
0: gotcha yeah yeah i i think this off just to reiterate everything i say almost every day now i think this offensive line is going to be really good and i've watched some bad offensive lines in camp in these situations i think they're going to be fine when you were describing that orlando brown on an island yeah. jonah williams on an island that was good and point. then the big heavies in the middle like hey Let's just triple-team DJ Reader and just knock him into oblivion. Yeah, he, uh, DJ Reader's the, the man, but I, I, I wouldn't want to face Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, and Cordell Volson three-on-one. That's was, a lot.
1: It was Kappa that came over and got him, gave him the a little bit extra, and then as he's starting to go down, Cordell comes from the other side, which didn't look very pleasant for, for DJ Reader, who's fine, to be clear. He's, no, it's he's part of football. Yeah. not hurt. It was, yeah, just a football play, but didn't look like the most – a uh, pleasant thing to experience. I did think that the, the first team offensive line looked pretty good. Uh, I do think they looked
0: oh from Joe Mixon pretty good. So the Mixon touchdown. They got a ton of push there. It was a two-yard run. Mm-hmm. But Mixon looked good today. Had a nice cutback run that would have been a first down probably 10-12 yard gain, I would say. They're and real aggressive it, blowing those runs dead, huh? Yeah like it's, it's two hand touch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. and they blow it dead yeah even before it's the, the hands get touched. You know yeah. it yeah, he looked he looked good, like clearly has, has something left. I hope it continues for the regular season where he still has that same burst.
1: Yeah. Uh, other notes on the trenches just before we move past that topic. Did I mention already Jackson Kirkland working with the twos or was that no. before we started recording? This is, this is so different when we're beside each other. Yeah, Jackson Kirkland working with the twos and threes, working a left guard, right guard. Looks like second team was still Trey Hill at center. Third team was Ben Brown at center today from what I recall. So we didn't see Max Sharping, who we saw take some some snaps mm-hmm. um, in some offensive line drill work, but we didn't see him in the 11 on 11 period at center at all today. Yep. And I think the other one that I noticed was Deontay Smith with the threes, Cody Ford with the threes at right tackle. Um, so just to talk about some of the depth on the offensive line, those were some of the guys that, that I noticed but Jackson Kirkland, the most noteworthy, the undrafted free agent getting some work with both the second and the third team at both guard spots.
0: Yeah. I think that that's one of the guys we kind of mentioned pre-camp mm-hmm. as they, these guys could emerge on the interior as backups and, and someone could take, you know, that pole position. We'll see with Sharping. Was that just a, them wanting to try him out at center? Will they continue that? Will mm-hmm. they go that route? I think it's going to be interesting. It's something that we'll have to continue to follow, but Jake was, before practice, was going through his 53-man. It's such a deep roster. Now, like, it's there's not many spots up for grabs, and that's what's going to make the next uh few weeks really interesting.
1: Yeah. It's it's very hard. We were looking at this before we left to come down to, to practice today, and it looks like there's, like, two or three. And this is the same thing that we've been saying now for a month, but just looking at it again today, after a week and a day of camp, looks like there's about three spots. Yeah that are, are potentially up for grabs and, and this is counting like the starters and the backups that we know for sure are locks and then other spots where we know there there will be three tight ends mm-hmm. right there it's almost certainly gonna be three tight ends who who they'll be we don't know exactly who number three is gonna be it's probably Drew sample at number two he did have a a tough drop
0: so today. rough. It was a rough day for him,
1: but he also had a good catch for first. He had time. one
0: over the middle. He yeah. had one catch. So catching rough,
1: uh, uh, oh, up and down. You know what we saying. missed?
0: Oh my god, Irv Smith Jr. was great today. He was good today. Well, I don't. I don't know how we waited 28 minutes to get to him. Yeah. But he was uh, catch machine. Had like eight or nine catches, I would say, which is um, wild. Like seriously, in seven on seven, eleven on eleven, I think it was something like that. He had like seven really quick. Some of them were li- like two or three were a little quick things, but he had a big one over the middle. That was a oh, catch and run.
1: That was one of the better throws of the day. It was it from was from Trevor seam, Simeon. Yeah, seam ball perfectly layered between the linebacker and the safety. Nick Scott wasn't going to get there right in front of Nick Scott, right behind. don't remember who the linebacker on that side was. I don't know if I saw it, but that was that was a heck of a ball and uh, a nice a nice catch as well. And that's something that we talked about a lot last year is, as a potential thing in this Bengals offense. It didn't see a whole lot of is that yeah. tight end in the scene. with how much teams are trying to take away the middle of the field.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If they can layer that in more consistently, that's a great way to punish teams for, for trying to take away the sideline.
0: Yeah, you're right. And uh, Irv Smith jr. Getting more and more comfortable. You mm-hmm. love to see it. Hopefully he can be a big part of this offense. The Bengals are banking on him. And so day one in the books of Jake Lisco being here in Cincinnati. That's great. Good to be here. Good to have this
1: pay court background behind us. We're going to do, uh, we're going to be in practice on Friday as well. Of course, the Bengals are off on Saturday and we're back on Sunday. So we'll have two more practices to tell you about. Uh, and if you are desperate for that Friday content, you can of course check out the subtext there as well. We'll make sure we get an update out on subtext and on Twitter for everybody who's following along on social media as well. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening. Hootay, and have a good one.